episode 31 is brought to you by MinuteWithMary.com. So a few people have asked me what exactly it is that I do. Well, I run a makeup and skincare business through my phone with a team of amazing women from around the globe. What started as a little hobby to make me feel better about myself because mascara can do that, can't it? It's actually become a great source of income for my family, but more importantly, joy, confidence, and friendships. If you'd like to know more, reach out to me. Just search the hashtag MinuteWithMary on Facebook. Hey, babe, did we forget something at the mall? I don't think so. Oh. Well, tell me Yes, he's got his From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us Too. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC. So sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back. My name's Mary Larson. I'm Blake, and you know, I've got a feeling that we've got some... We've got some bad news coming real soon. Oh my gosh. We got some bad news coming. If it's not the next episode, I will be shocked. Yeah. I would say it, it either has to be the next episode or two. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be mm-hmm. one it has to be one of those two. Correct. Because if you and you can't your, let this stretch out much longer. Yeah, it's it's you know it's like the whole uh, Pavlov's gun thing. Like, you know, you can't introduce a gun in the first act without, you know, Giving it back to you in the third act, and I feel like this yeah, is what's going to be this happening. This is no very longer soon. a drill, okay? The fire is coming. <laughs> oh yeah, we need to we need to hold on. We, we need to get ready for that. Grab all the tissues. Grab all <laughs> the tissues. My goodness gracious! Well, before we dive into needing tissues in this episode, uh, this episode was a little different. It wasn't a tissue episode. This was not. This was just a nice little cozy episode. But there were some deep things that happened between a stepfather and a stepson. And it reminded me a lot about my difficulties when my father got married. So you've probably heard that my parents started to have some marital issues when I was a teenager. That's normal, right? And then they broke up when I was in college, which is normal. And then my dad remarried a wonderful woman. Um, But in the process, my dad wanted to get an annulment. My dad and my mom were married in the Catholic Church. And they like hadn't been Catholic even since before I was born, but my stepmother is Catholic and she wanted to get married in Catholic church. So my dad decided that he was going to get an annulment. And I called him up and I said, there's no way in heck you can go and get an annulment. You were married for 22 years to mom and you're going to have to dredge up all this terrible stuff about the two of you in front of like a group of your peers, like my neighbors, my friends, moms and dads, like, please don't do this. And he said, no, that's not going to happen. Then he Googled it and he was like, oh, you're right. That does happen. That is what happens. This would be terrible. Mm. And um, my stepmother came and found me. Uh, before my dad had Googled it and he was very upset that I had challenged him, my stepmother found me at my ice cream shop job. <laughs> she found me. She walked in and she said, um, excuse me, Mary, 
they weren't married yet. Mary, um, you know, you really upset your dad and you need to know that we are going to get married and you can't talk to him like that. And this is very important to us. So you need to be kinder to your dad. And I said, you need to know that you are not my mother. And because you are not my mother, you can't tell me what to do. My parents can barely tell me what to do. I'm a grown person, but you especially are not my mother. So please remember your place. Then my dad Googled it. He came to the ice cream store that night, apologized. And then I felt really bad for being sassy, Mary. And I apologized to my soon-to-be stepmother. But I totally kevined that situation with my stepmom. Know your place. This is why <laughs> that's it's, brutal. This is why it's a really good thing that I live in a separate state from your family. Oh yes, because I don't hold my tongue very easily <laughs> when I get upset. It's because I'm a tourist. You're full Mary Larson. <sighs> I don't get I don't get ruffled frequently. I'll tell you guys that I get ruffled maybe once every other year. <laughs> right? Would you say that maybe even once every three years? Like really ruffled. Yeah, I'd I'd probably go closer to one every year. Okay, watch out! I haven't had one yet. At least once a year, I get I get a good full Mary Larson experience. You do? Oh, I thought you, I was talking about like other people. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like I'm the husband, so I kind of have to I have to revolve oh, around he- it. You hear me as I contemplate how I'm going to yes. lose my flipping mind. Yes. Okay. and thankfully you talked me down see this all happened before uh i was really asking you opinions right about how to just did this on your own yeah just like i did a lot of things that weren't very smart like when you bought your car and we were engaged and you didn't even ask me and then i got into a car accident i got totaled the next day that stunk we were engaged she said she's just like hey look what i did i bought a car and i was like you didn't want to talk to me about that oops just nope nope Whatevs. Full Mary Lars. That would have been me being like, I'm not your wife yet. I'm, I'm my own woman. <laughs> know your place. This is my paycheck. Know your place. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Man. All right. Well, let's get into the details of this episode. The title was Clooney, based off of William's cat. And thank you very much. I called it. We did find out what happened to Clooney the cat. Not only did you call it, but you've been desperately wanting it. I, I, Even in I, our spare time, you're like, I just want to know about Clooney. I know, because they made a big deal out of this cat, and all of a sudden he just disappears out of nowhere. Poor Come Clooney. On. No. Poor Clooney. I think it was an ugly cat, too, man. William was right. Yeah. It was definitely an ironic name. Yes. The director was Zetna Fuentes. Uh, she, This is her first episode for This Is Us, and she has done actually a lot of good television, as a matter of fact. Uh, some of her highlights include Jessica Jones, which is not that bad on Netflix, uh, Ray Donovan on, on Showtime, Shameless, Scandal, and even Grey's Anatomy. And the writer was Rebecca Bernstetter. She is a producer of this show, and this is the only episode that she has done for This Is Us. So that is Not that. Too shabby. What do you got for the lemonade rating, my darling? All right. My lemonade rating is a 4.7. I enjoyed it. I had fun. I liked seeing William again. I liked seeing Kevin and Miggy go at it and then mm-hmm. both of them being like, okay, this isn't going to work. How are we going to find our new normal? I liked that a mm-hmm. lot. So, you know, no like huge chuckles, no huge tears, but a good old solid episode because we need this. This is like. 
This is like when people in gymnastics, they do those jumpy things over those horses and stuff. <laughs> Remember you were talking about all that equipment? Yes. And they have to have that fat, that padding, a little springboard yep. before they do this it. This is the springboard? This is the springboard. This is that soft padding going up to the springboard with that last shot of the fire alarm, but this is the spring padding. You run, little little short person, because all the gymnasts are short. <laughs> They're all short. Why? It's easier for them to spin and, and move than us tall folk. Oh, I can't even do a bloody cartwheel still. <laughs> Neither I can am I. 36 <laughs> and I can't, you can't cartwheel either? I can't do a cartwheel either. I'm going to, I'm going to have to take a video of my attempt, my like <laughs> best attempt at cartwheeling. I can't even like fake cartwheel. You know those cartwheels like people like kind of do, you know, like Chris Farley, how he would cartwheel, but like it was more of like a, he just happened to roll on his hands and end up on his feet. It was like more of like a... A jump, really? I can't, I, I can't even do that. I don't even know what I do. I log roll. <laughs> <laughs> you like those log roll? Don't you know that? Didn't you do that in, in like elementary gym? No, I just picture you, know you on the floor. Yeah, you put your hands up, yeah, your yeah. feet out, and, and you, you just, just roll. <laughs> <laughs> That's my gymnastic move. Oh, all right, for me, this one is a four six. Okay, we're back to the pony territory, in my That's opinion. Okay. We need this pony. Okay, it's going to yeah, grow up. I think you're right. This is this is definitely the deep breath before uh, the, the little gymnast does her log roll. Uh, I feel like we're treading water here a little bit. I, it's almost like we're in stasis until Jack's death. I mean, do you, do you remember Lost, my darling? We have to go back, Kate. When in season three, they didn't know what to do, and they didn't know how long the story was going to go. They didn't know how... They were going to end the story, so they were just like, "Okay, we're going to we're going to stall this as much as we can." Mm-hmm. And they just took their characters and they put them in jail cells. Spoiler alert: <laughs> they put them in jail cells, and they didn't go forward. They couldn't go back. They couldn't go forward. Their, their plots just didn't go anywhere. You are in timeout. They just stayed in one spot. So look at this episode. Note that Kevin is at his mom's, just chilling out at his mom's. Randall is stuck in Williams looking for a possible lover of Williams. Mm -hmm. Kate is at a dress shop. Even in the flashbacks, they're just at a mall. They're just doing things because they can't have them too much, do too much. They know that they have to get to Jack's death and they have so many episodes to fill. So this to me is total filler. But the thing that makes it good i think is uh the, the interaction between miguel and uh and, and kevin so mm-hmm. what do you got for your good bad great my darling my gbg my good is madison taking kate wedding dress shopping now i have been on the hate train for madison then madison of course and kate get to the accident the pregnancy is revealed all these things happen i still find madison a completely annoying character mm-hmm. but in this episode i realized kate has no friends you're right she doesn't have any friends nobody really has friends Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Kevin has fake friends. Randall has white neighbors. And Kate <laughs> has no friends. Right. And so, how amazing. Because think about it. Had Kate had any girlfriends, they would have already taken her dress shopping. That's what your girlfriends do when you get engaged. They say, let's go put on hysterical dresses. Let's go shrink champagne. Mm-hmm. Let's just go be silly and girly. And nobody has done that because Kate doesn't have any friends. I feel like that's a mom. Don't moms do that? Like wedding dress shopping? Um, if you have a good relationship with your mom. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> I, I will not dare tread on the mother-daughter <laughs> dynamic. It is a sticky one. But I just <laughs> loved this because even though she annoys me, I am thankful for the female companionship for this very girly special event. And she made it special. Sure. She made it special for Kate. So I truly appreciated that. My bad. Yeah. Fun trivia fact. Yeah. The girl who plays Madison 
is Dan Fogelman's wife. Hmm. That is his wife. Wow, look at so that. Throw that in Interesting. there. Um, the bad... <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, in addition to the smoke alarm shot, I thought when they said, did we forget something? I, I really worried they forgot Randall at the at the mall. <laughs> Randall! Because he was busy playing with his eight ball. And like you didn't see any interactions with Randall coming home. Yep. So I'm still a little nervous. Did they also <laughs> Randall's forget Randall? just chilling Randall? at the mall still. <laughs> they went full home alone on him. Yeah. Yeah. Did we forget something? Randall! Um, my great was Randall's hunt for his dad's lover. I really enjoyed really? it. I know. I know you were going to be shocked about this one. I really enjoyed it. I haven't seen... Um, I... I it was a fun puzzle. It was. I like the escape room things that are like really big nowadays, and I felt like this was an escape room. This was a little puzzle. I liked that it had a musical twist to it. It got to show us once again William's beautiful brilliance with his poetry, with his art, mm-hmm. uh, with meeting all these people who really loved William. Because let's be real, we all love William. We yes. all love him, whether it's ghost William, old William, young William, and even hearing about William through the neighbor's perspectives. I loved it. So wow. that is my great. How about you? <sighs> For me, the the good is um, the opposites that are within this episode. And and I feel like in life, I'm going to get big here, big capital L life. life you? Yeah. You're doing that? Uh, <laughs> opposites drive capital L life, right? For in this episode, I feel like it does a great job in showing that. I mean, between Kevin's relatively warm relationship with his dad and then the cool and antagonistic relationship with Miguel, uh, Randall loses Deja in the current timeline, but finds purpose in his teenage life with his girlfriend and then owning up to his dream of finally buying William's old building after searching for jobs and nothing Mm -hmm. getting his creative juices going. And then we even have Kate with a cold relationship with her mother, but coming to the rescue of Madison, even even though Madison, we all feel like, is an annoying little character. But she even finds opposites, Kate, within herself, getting down to a size seven, but hating herself for not being a size five. It's something that she does to herself Mm -hmm. and it's those opposites that what drive people that's what drives capital l life and i feel like that is what this episode really highlighted yep for me the bad was madison oh my god look at that and that was my good um (laughs) she had that stage five clinger eyes totally that reminded me of that meme you know of like the crazy stage five clinger girl being like hi we just met i'm pregnant you're mine forever you know like you know that girl is that who i am no you're not like that no no no, because i'm hungry for friendships no you're just like hi my name's mary larson here's my credit card and here's my social security number and here's my birth certificate we're best friends now and now you know everything about me because i podcast and i hang it all out oops and i just felt like she was like you're my best you're my new best friend and i'm never ever 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 never ever gonna let you go like just i mean i definitely my spine. tell my girlfriends when i like go on a date with them finally like when i have the courage to be like hey do you want to go out and have like dinner and like do you want to go like get coffee I like tell them like I was you, nervous to ask you out on a friend date. When did you turn into a valley girl? Do you like want to go get coffee? I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know. And for me, the great was as awkward as it was mm-hmm. was Kevin's interaction with Miguel and how Miguel kind of gave it back to him a little bit. 
it was another great, honest conversation between two guys that would have otherwise not really have spoken to each other. And you get a sense of how they both felt about the situation. Kevin, you understandably are on his side because he's one of the main characters and you feel like I'm following Kevin. I'm all in on Kevin now. Yep. Miggy, what the hell, bro? Like, Miggy. what are you doing? Food shopping. But then you hear Miguel's side of the whole thing and you realize he's there, as he says, to just take care and protect his wife from her son. Y'all been sleeping on my boy Miguel. How can you sleep on that? Right. You can't, right? Right. I, and when you hear that, I finally understand it. So I really, really, really liked that interaction between the two of them. So uh, tell me a little bit more, though, my darling, about your love of the William excursion oh. and Randall. And because I remember I was when about we watched to go down it. another lane, another line quickly. For Oh, uh, oh please Mickey. go, 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 go. I'm just doing a little, little shout out for all of you who do have step parents mm -hmm. and you got like this little burr up your butt like I did, mm -hmm. like Kevin does. That if your step parent has a good heart mm -hmm. and is good honest companion to your parent yes we need to give them a break and i think you've discovered that with your stepmother i have you definitely I'm now have. nice to her <laughs> and with with a lot of coaching from me luckily and i think a lot of self self-reflection um about you and, and your dad and his relationship with but no but i just also wanted to like let anybody know that if you're going through it especially as an adult it can be hard give you know, them a having, break but if they are kind, I'm saying this on purpose, if they are kind, okay, if they yep. are loving, if they are warm, if they are good for your parent, give them a break. If they're total pieces of poop. <laughs> if they're garbage. If they're garbage. <laughs> Put them out in the street. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Shout out to Teddy. <laughs> okay, um, so you're about to ask me about Randall. Well, you know what? Let's just, let's go down this. The Miggy route? The, the Miggy route here, Okay. I like that he's never been called Mickey ever since, and so I feel really bad that we continue this name. Yeah, I'm, I'm still going with I it. Know, We've owned too. it. We do. We're on it now. I'm all in on Miggy. <laughs> um, I really like this because we've been talking about season two being Rebecca's story, mm -hmm. and this whole interaction is in service of Rebe Rebecca. And the whole thing with Rebecca and Miguel is to show that she is, in fact, happy mm -hmm. with Miguel. Mm -hmm. It's not just a thing of convenience. It's not something that she just ran into the arms of Miguel, hoping that she that he would take care of her. And it doesn't mean that she doesn't love Jack. It doesn't mean that she doesn't miss him. In fact, she even still wears the necklace that he gave to her the day that he said he was going to recover from being an alcoholic, the one with the moon. Yep. But How she, cool was that? It's, How cool it's was fantastic that? when they're comparing both the necklace yes. ideas. You know, like you're and, trying to get yours back, and I'm trying to find a way I, to take mine off. And I can't find. I can't uh. seem to do it. I think I thought that was great. Yes. You know, and I think it's. I think as as viewers, it's it's an interesting aspect to watch Rebecca and Miguel because we're so used to the young, fiery, passionate, hot love of Jack and Rebecca. But even Rebecca says it too. It, it's, it's not loud. It's not crazy. 
um, or passionate as it was with Jack, but it's quiet. It's mm-hmm. mature. Mm-hmm. It's it's older. Just a good it's fit tiny for both of them. Yeah, tiny houses. That's that's what it is. You know what's funny is I watched this though, and I was like, oh my god, that is Blake and us now. Me, me now. <laughs> like when we were recording, we watched Meerkat Manor together, which is pretty much like the nerdier equivalent of tiny houses. Yes, that's exactly Meerkat what it is. Manor. Rest in peace, flower. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. She was the mother of them all. Oh, I know, I know. There are some serious, deep, deep reference nerds Never out there Mitch. <laughs> that understand what you're talking about right now. But if you don't, go to YouTube and watch Meerkat Manor. But nonetheless, I watched this and it was a genuine love. And to know that they've gone through this together, I'm excited to see more of the courtship between I'll, Miguel and Rebecca. I'll even tell you this, what, them watching the tiny houses or whatever the heck it was, it actually... It gave me a real sense of what their relationship is about. Agreed. You know, like it, it, it. That's something real. Yes. I can. I can. I can put my hands on that and say, okay, I get it. They share laughter. Mm-hmm. They are obviously like physically comfortable with one another, and they're just good companions. Right. He's always there with her. I mean, he even tells Kevin, "I'm here to protect her from you." Right. But he's there all the time. It's annoying, mm-hmm. but he's there for her. Even the reconciliation part between Kevin and Miggy. I, I felt was exquisite. Yes. Uh, and, and this is, I, I think, like I said, what kind of brings it up to a 4-6 for me and not getting any lower. Because Miguel's reaction to Kevin's question of, did you love my mother when she was with my dad? Uh, his reaction to being like, that that wasn't even a, a thought. It was, that was ridiculous to even think mm-hmm. of. It was it was Rebecca and Jack. They were one. And having an intercut between, you know, the, the present timeline and the wedding and everything, uh, it was really special. It was. And, and, and this is going to sound really sappy and trite, but it really reminded me of you and I and how I feel like we're a team, we're a partnership, we are one. And I really feel like that's a goal, hashtag relationship goals for any marriage, right? Um, but I, I felt like, wow, man, I kind of get that too. I kind I kind of get it. Um, so the the whole thing with Kevin and Miguel, I I really appreciate. I'm on board, this, man. That, that, it's I'm, very I'm real. And Choo-choo. once again, this show mm-hmm. delves into these types of relationships and situations that are so real that if not you, if it's not happening to you, it's probably happened to someone that you know. Sure. All right. So let's talk about Randall and because I remember when we were watching when when William walked by Randall in the hallway you were like whoa wait what like that's weird yes so all right so you said you loved it get into that dig into that a little bit more for me why did you love it so much well part of me is really nervous for Randall and Beth their relationship as a whole particularly Randall but also for Beth's sanity and then as a relationship it's just not really going down the route that we all would want for the Beth and Randall relationship to be mm-hmm. um and Randall got really excited about fostering. Well, first off, having a baby. Yes. You know, back in with that whole time. Then he got really excited about fostering. And then he got really excited about fostering again. And he got really excited about getting to know his dad. And I know it sounds silly, but I love how excited Randall gets. <laughs> That's a Mary Larson thing, too. Right? Just all excited. Like, he jumps 
all in. Feet first. He's, he does not he doubt. He belly flops. Yes. And they are like, really, uh, he, uh, from what I understood from his youth, he didn't used to belly flop. He used to check everything out. And I feel like ever since he met his dad and mm. his dad caught him off guard, Randall has been incredibly erratic and belly flopping in to these completely abnormal adventures that he doesn't fully see the way through. Granted, he researched a lot. He read all the blogs about fostering. But still, I feel like the previous Randall would have researched for like three years. Sure. You know? Um, And when it came to him searching at the apartment, how it honestly took over his mind so much that he even left a job interview to answer a phone call about this puzzle. Um, It just... I'm not saying that that was the best move, but the fact that he got to go around and speak to the neighbors, that's what I loved most about it. And right. then the ending of it, finding out that it, it was, was Billy Holiday. Yes. Yes. I, I, I find that sweet that mm-hmm. it was Billy Holiday. You know, obviously misdirection. It's it's leading you down a path thinking that it's going to go one way. And, and then obviously it's about a mural, you yeah. know, like I think that's. That's a sweet bit of writing. Well, and also, I mean, I know that Randall's dead. I know that Randall's dead. William's maybe, dead. Oh, yeah, sorry. William's dead. And I know that, you know, maybe we'll get more of his storyline here or there, but maybe not. I kind of... I don't like, know if there's much more to tell about William. That's kind of where I'm at, where I'm like, I don't really know too awfully much more, but this was just beautiful because I feel like William was frequently lonely. You know, after his lover died, after his mother died, sure. Um, after he had to abandon, you know, abandon his son, and to just know that that was the woman who was always, you know, he was always looking at. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just added this beautiful, sad aspect that I didn't think we could add anymore to William, and we did. Right. I, I you know, I, I'll, I'll get, I'll, I'll co-sign on that. It's, it's a little, a little wrinkle, if you will, into the William story, but. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's a maze. I mean, it's a maze to kill time, in my opinion. Like, do we need to know this about William? No. Mm, Yeah, and and see, that's where I think I get a little frustrated with it, because it's like, okay, I appreciate the wrinkle, but what what are we doing here? Even the stuff with Randall about wanting to buy the the house and all that stuff. But that's what I think the plot line part is about, is about how distracted Randall is. Okay. That's where, I mean, I thought it was a beautiful, fun time to go into the view of the neighbors, but I think the bigger storyline, just like we saw Kevin mm-hmm. hit the bottom, we've seen Kate hit the bottom, we have yet to see, I mean, we saw Randall hit the bottom when his dad died, mm-hmm. we have yet to see Randall, like, lose it for a while longer. Right. So this, I think, is the prolonged, Randall is morphing into something else, he is distracted, he is not his usual self. Granted, though, he's smiling a lot. He's, he seems happy. Seems like a jolly guy. So, uh, Kate and Madison, I, I want to dig into that a little bit more, too. I actually quite felt like the stuff with Madison and Kate was a little contrived, but then we got hit with the bulimia thing. Yep. And that made sense to me. And why Madison is there at that group, it always felt like Madison was there, in terms of the story itself, Madison was there for the sake of being there. She was the she was the person's like, "Oh, come on, dude." But now that you know she had this problem before and she has it now and she finds herself doing it. <laughs> like when she tells Kate to just find your own way home. I was like, "Oh, man, it was vicious." But I, I appreciate now where this friendship could go Correct. because they're both battling stuff that 
They're both battling serious illnesses. Yes. Even though she has stage five clinger illness. <laughs> That's just my quick it's opinion okay. on that one. It's okay. I loved when she said, maybe we should start a podcast. Oh my God. Again, again, <laughs> where the art of television meets the art of life and a podcast. That fourth wall. That oh, fourth wall. The, fo- the fourth wall. I feel like Deadpool's all over this, all over this place. Uh, another thing that I really appreciated about this episode, too, was actually the interaction between teenage Kevin and and Jack. And, I loved the teenage interaction with them, too. You know, Jack and, and Kevin are having their ups and downs, and they're, too, they're just two similar guys butting heads over similar things, right? Well, and Kevin's dreams have just broken yeah he's broken he can't get a suit can't go to the ball with sophie she's getting yeah. into nyu and he's going to some bum shoe community college you know i i get it all and i understand and and uh but i i i here here's the thing when kevin is with jack and they're at the the mall and they're trying on the suits and everything you know there are there are certain things that you're supposed to pass down as a man. And, you know, this is coming from, you know, from my dad to me, me to my son. I, and these are things that I'm seeing in life now. You know, there are certain things you have to pass down as a man. You're supposed to teach your son specific things about how to be a man, how to act and react and how to look and how to dress and in there are certain tenets of certain things that you need to teach them and one of them is how a suit fits mm-hmm. what do you what do you do to tell if the suit is too I had tight no idea and you know you put your hand in the in, in the in, in the breast and and you make sure that it's not too tight and just watching those always two, sometimes never uh, oh, and the buttons, the, the top buttons. one that is the top one's always the middle one. Some I'm sorry, it's sometimes on the top, oh. always on the always in the middle, and never on the bottom. I had no idea. Oh yeah, oh Why yeah. Why even have a bottom button if it's never? It's a it's a fashion thing. I I don't know. I, don't <laughs> I love know. the differences of male fashion versus female fashion. <laughs> Just leave the last button unbuttoned, and you're on fleek. <laughs> so, but I you know, and I know I'm not doing it justice. And I wish I had the words to to express how important those things are, and to watch it on television as something as small as teaching your son how to how to wear a suit uh, and what it's supposed to feel like is um, it's just very intimate. It's very mm-hmm. intimate, mm-hmm. and uh, I really appreciated that scene, my darling. That scene, though, hold up. Oh, sorry, God. That suit. Oh, is this going to be That's your a funeral suit? Oh, that this is your hot take. What do you mean? This is your hot take. I stink at these. Oh my god. Oh, that's my hot take, guys. Oh, that's my hot take. Oh, come on. Now. I don't know. Fine. Kevin won't go to the dance in that suit. He'll wear it to his dad's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Mary, you, don't don't you know you? We've already done thirty one of these bad boys. <laughs> How do you not know that the, the like like the the, the structure? By yeah, <laughs> I don't know. All right, final thoughts. Anything you got? Clooney. Yeah, Clooney was the title of this episode, mm-hmm. and Clooney was able to find a new home and mm-hmm. someone to love him, mm-hmm. even though he was down on his luck, mm-hmm. looking like a big old hot mess. Rebecca. <laughs> Got a new love as well. Oh, and for me, 
You know, Randall, she didn't look like a hot mess. Though. No, she didn't. She never looks like a hot mess. Uh, for me, my final thought is has and for the past number of times has gone back to Randall. I thought Randall making the magic eight ball. <laughs> um, see, they did this. They actually did this uh, twice. The, um, this mystery element of this episode. They showed Randall fiddling with this black object, pouring the pouring the water into it. And building it, and you knew that it was a magic eight ball. Yeah. You didn't necessarily know why he was doing it, but it was like this mystery element. And they even did the same thing with Kate when she has the number seven on her forearm. Mm-hmm. And she turns around, she like hides it from her mom. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, what the hell is that about? And they 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 finally deliver on both of those things toward the end of the episode. But Randall making a magic eight ball for his girlfriend <laughs> to to convince her to date him so sweet is so spectacular and it's so nerdy it's 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 randall to the max you know i'm glad he did that right because the diorama he did with his daughters was completely a mess first and foremost it looks like a parent did it secondly (laughs) polar bears and penguins not on the same island they don't live together Mm -hmm. come on randall who works with climate and weather. Should know better. He should totally know he should better. Know than better. So as he's putting those penguins and saying it looks perfect, I was like, Randall, where's your brain? Where's your brain? <laughs> where's your brain, bro? I'm glad he did the eight ball and had his brain screwed on tight then. Puzzle Watch 2018. We see Randall finally get the girlfriend that he had in the first episode of season two. So we know something is coming very soon. Kevin has his cast on, and we see that the smoke detector does not mm. have batteries Mm. so that is the puzzle watch 2018 here is my hot take of the week i really feel like we're starting to come down to a close with jack here yep uh between the numbers one and three and then the whole scene with him buying a suit with kevin and then even his interactions with miguel at the mall when they were saying when he you know when miguel's saying hey some guys just need to wallow um there's 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 change coming with Jack, in my opinion, and it's coming very soon. And I think that the next time we see the 90s flashback, which my gut tells me, as we said in the beginning of this episode, is going to be very soon, this will be the final flashback to the time period with Jack alive. Ugh. I feel like that's going to be... It's it's coming. and it, it has to come soon. You... you yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. And, and not, nope. you, you cannot have... Totes agree. An, an empty... Knowing that the house burned down, you cannot have an empty batteried smoke detector now. and and not have not and not deliver on it. So that is my hot take of the week. Are you ready to close out this bad boy, my darling? I am. All right, let's do it. Listen, guys, I'm gonna go restock on some tissues because I'm getting really nervous, <laughs> really, really nervous about what's about to happen. And most of you listening have already watched the show; you already know what happens. But together, later this month in September, we're gonna be able to watch the show together live. And to get more ears and to get more participation and juice going inside this lemonade-filled show, it would be great if you could let other people know. Just share on your Facebook wall, your Instagram stories, Twitter. 
and let people know about this podcast because we'd love to touch more people. I want to give a huge shout out to NICUNURS03. said, like, coming home, listening to Mary and Blake talk about This Is Us is a refreshing add-on to this great show. They bring a very personal touch to the podcast by talking about their own joys and sorrows while keeping the tone upbeat. I'm going past the music, guys. It's okay. It's okay. Um, she especially likes the technical insight. You can play some more. I'm I'm in the middle of doing that right now. Yay. Likes the technical insight that we give and how the show is written. That means you, Blake. Acted and directed. <laughs> gives a whole new dimension to watching TV. Listening to Mary and Blake is like sitting with two of your best buds at the corner pub, drinking a beer and talking about the show. Wow. Keep them coming. We, of course know who this is we love you denise thank you so much (laughs) thank you very much thank you thank you thank you guys if you haven't taken the time to write us a review yet we would love for you to do that on itunes don't just give her the stars do the written part if you can and also check us out on maryandblake.com you can check out this podcast at maryandblake.com that slash this is us too and if you ever feel like you you feel the need to email us or whatever uh just email us at maryandblakemedia at gmail.com and look for us at maryandblake on facebook that way you can get all of your thoughts to us and we would appreciate it. For now, I'm Mary. My name's Blake. And this is us, too. With double the music. <laughs>If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.